there is a line <laughs> and we crossed it tonight yeah. we're so far past it i don't even see the damn line so <laughs> it definitely uh it definitely i don't know what i was gonna say don't go chasing waterfalls <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it all comes back to michael keaton damn yes. it uh, but stick to the rivers <laughs> <laughs> nailed it oh we shouldn't even continue yeah. we're not gonna top that hey future micah here so this episode was actually recorded back in july of 2019 so it's been a while and that means there's going to be lots of dated references. Some intentional, some not so much. But hey, Michael Keaton is Batman again, so evergreen content. Anyways, I really think you'll enjoy this episode. Almost as much as you'll enjoy a properly made fiery mandarin. That's right, your new favorite drink is a Cosmo Riff. And that's okay, just embrace it. Alright, on with the episode. Hey everyone, it's another episode of Always Parched. Uh, we're, we're down a man, no dinger. That guy, man, he uh, <laughs> really just likes to, you know, have a life, I guess. What's he I up know. to tonight? Well, actually, I have no idea what he's up to tonight. I just know that he's got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Family, work, family and work, I guess that's enough. Right. <laughs> So we're going to do another one that's a little more dedicated to the home bartender since we're just left with two home bartenders. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, one of those where we're not going to get into too much of the, the the historic background of the spirits we're using. This is way more focused on an actual drink and and what you can do to tinker around with some stuff at home. And so as we've covered before, if any bartender or anyone in the industry, they don't want to give up the goods, so to say, on how to make a drink, what's in a drink specifically, but um, this one's on the internet, so I don't think we're going to spoil anything by telling you exactly how to make a fiery mandarin, because we found it just by Googling, and uh, so... You just found this by Googling? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I For some reason, I thought... I mean, I'm I'm looking at your outline for the episode, and uh, <laughs> I saw that you, you had the recipe down here, but I didn't realize... I thought... You got that just from going into the bar and chatting with the bartender. The way we normally have to try to obtain some of these close to heart, close to home recipes, uh, which is going in, schmoozing, talking about how much we like their establishment and then how much we like the drink. And usually once we get in well enough to the point where they realize we're enthusiasts and that we kind of at least know our shit a little bit, then that's, I think, when you start to see some of them come around and, and kind of say, oh, okay, well this is the breakdown if you right. ever want to. And some are obviously more willing to give it up than others. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought that's how you got this one. <laughs> Apparently it's just on the internet. Yeah. So. And I'm glad you brought that whole thing up about making a connection with the bartender and like, you know, getting a relationship where you can kind of get some of those uh, behind the scenes cocktail drinks, but no. So if you just Google fiery Mandarin uh, Jade bar, um, and so a part of my notes that I wanted to shout out, and since this drink has been around for a while, I have no idea if this is relevant information, but I think it needs to be said. The Fiery Mandarin was created by Eddie Garcia, lead mixologist at Jade Bar at Sanctuary. So I have no idea who Eddie is. <laughs> I have no idea if he's still the lead mixologist, but that's just what the recipe page said. Yeah, this is like a big time crowd pleaser. This is one that I think 
hits uh, hits it out of the park with most people. Uh, whether or not, I think what, the key feature of this one, the fiery part, is that it's spicy. So that's an immediate plus for I know in our household. Yeah, and so we're going to make the original to the exact specifications. Give it a little taste test. Um, my wife is here as well, not not on the mic, but she volunteered to do some taste testing. So. We're going to run all four variations by her as long as she stays awake. We're kind of doing a late <laughs> late night podcast. Um, I'm sure she'll stick around for at least the first one that is dead on to the recipe. The last one, uh, probably not very enticing to her. So we'll yeah, see what happens. She might not be missing much with the last one, judging by the uh, judging by what you have here as far as what goes into the last one. Like we're not going to boil this down to the better ingredients, the better product, but we're really trying to show that how far can you take it? So there's going to be some times where you don't have the ideal products. Can you substitute in things? Are things close enough? And uh, we're definitely going to find out when you go too far on cutting corners and or using products on hand instead of the ones that it's called for. Yeah, def- I mean, because that's kind of like a staple of being a home bartender, right? I mean... You go in and you look at, you go into a cocktail bar and you look at the menu and sure enough, there's a lot of uh, ingredients that you recognize and there's always things that you don't recognize. You'll talk to the bartender and he'll say, oh, that is just X, Y, or Z, um, except a new, a new brand of it or um, something very special to a certain uh, territory or something like that. And so the name of the game for me as a home bartender is I'm not going to go out every time I go to a new bar, find a drink I like, go to a liquor store and search out these kind of a, a more obscure products. Right. Maybe I'm going to because <laughs> I'm a little uh, maybe more involved in this than than some, but but it's kind of, that's impractical. Like it's hard to do. I'm serving one one and a half. I'm kind of my wife is a half just because she'll have a drink here and there, but not not as much as me. I'm just not going to go out and spend 30, 40, $50 a bottle. That's just going to be in the shelf probably for another six months to a year because I just don't want to, I would, I'd grow my collection rather quickly, which I already have done. So, and I think this drink in particular is pretty perfect for doing this where we're, because we're not making variations. We're not making riffs. We're really seeing if you can get a drinkable drink from whatever you have on hand. And it's uh, it's not like the most labor intensive, but it's kind of labor intensive. I know anytime where I make one at a party, I always see if two people want one so I can just, you know, just double, double the ingredients. Yeah. yeah, because there's just enough. I mean, I hate muddling no matter <laughs> yeah. what. And that was kind of my inspiration for trying to see what corners you could cut. Like, can I cut out the muddling? Can I cut out the zesting? Yeah, uh, I think that's uh, across the board, right? Bartenders in, in actual bars hate muddling because they got lots of customers to serve. And at home, even though you have the time, a lot of times it's the end of the day and I just want to grab a drink uh, and sit down and relax for a little bit. So I'm just looking kind of for the quickest and easiest way to do that. So. And that's always my favorite question to ask a professional. Like on this menu, what's the order that you just hate when you see the ticket? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You do ask that. I think a lot of the people yeah, that we talk to, that's right. Yeah, and you know, it, it, I, it's always kind of a cagey response. It's like they feel like someone might listen and feel alienated. Like, yeah. oh, I can't. I mean, because of all the millions of viewers that are listening. Right. Or listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're not viewers. That's from a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I was thinking about this, I was trying to think like, what is, what are we 
what are we doing? Are these like some cheap knockoff? And for any like 80s kid, is this the GoBots to <laughs> to the Fiery Manders, Mandarin's Transformers? But uh, I had to do a little research. Turns out GoBots came first. So that's, that's out the window. GoBots came before Transformers? A year before. GoBots started it, but then Transformers just like lapped it in a hurry. That's why GoBots is always like huh. known for the cheap version of it. Learn something new every day. And so maybe more relevant to us is a, a 90s favorite. Was it 90s? Early 2000s? What I'm trying to say is this feels more like multiplicity. Mm, I want to say 90s, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere in there. It's got Michael Keaton, so obviously it's awesome. <laughs> Which brings me to a very important point. Michael Keaton was the best Batman. Yes, I'm on board with that. That's right, Christian Bale people. Suck it. <laughs> it didn't come from the greatest series of Batmans, but he is Batman for me. Yeah, same here. And we just alienated all five of our listeners under the age of 30. <laughs> right. um, but multiplicity. So, yeah, the multiplicity for anybody who doesn't have, or has not seen that. 96, by the way. That's hmm. when multiplicity came out. That seems about right. And so with multiplicity, there's a line in here that I think pretty much describes what we're going to do right now, which is, uh, and let me get the quote exactly because I don't want to butcher this. You know, sometimes when you make a copy of a copy and it's not quite as sharp as the original, <laughs> well, that's what we're doing right here. The ones following the original aren't going to be quite as sharp, but uh, hopefully still enjoyable in some way. Now I'm just thinking about multiplicity. <laughs> that was a good movie. <laughs> I wonder if it's still good, if it's one of those, if you go back and watch it. Well, I don't know when the last time you watched it was. It's been, I think, probably since college for me. I bet there's a lot of stuff that's a little cringeworthy, but it's still Michael Keaton. Like even when he yeah. was in Spider-Man and he's supposed to be the villain, I'm still like, ah, right. I'm rooting for you, buddy. You yeah. can do it, Michael. <laughs> I never saw that. I was just trying to think of what the hell you were talking about. Oh, the Spider-Man <laughs> the Homecoming, Spider the newest, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think of what he's been in recently and then you just said it and I was like, wait, what Spider-Man? But then I never, yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, he's he, he can do the main character. He can do bit characters. He can do everything. Yeah. That's like, why he was the perfect choice for that role, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because he can, you know, I mean, he was Batman, obviously. Versatile. Yeah. He was, uh, I like, I really liked his character in, we're just going to talk about my own key. Right. Um, <laughs> I really liked his character in, what was the movie with Will Ferrell? And, I was uh, going to say that the most underrated, just like even as a movie, yeah. the other guys with Will the Ferrell guys, and, right. and Mark Wahlberg, but... Michael Keaton and that totally steals it with the TLC with the stuff. TLC <laughs> guys, guys, just don't go chasing waterfalls. Just I don't want those scripts. Stick, yes. <laughs> yeah. Who else is going to deliver that line? Keaton, man. Keaton all day. All right. Tangent over. Yep. All right. Let's, so let's start with the original yep. before we get to these copies. Mix and true to uh, Always Parched, we're going to now tell you what's in it because <laughs> yeah. we danced around it for quite a while. So, again, fiery mandarin, two ounces of absolute vodka, one slice of jalapeno, one third of an orange zested, one ounce cranberry juice, half ounce lemon juice, three quarter ounce simple syrup. And the process with that is you cut the jalapeno, muddle it, add in the zest and the liquids, add ice. Shake, double strain, served up. That is the one thing I dislike about the drink is that it, when you order at the bar, and I dislike this about every drink uh, that falls in this category, it's served in a martini glass. Yep. I really am 
not a fan of that glassware. And that happens a lot when, you know, if I'm talking to somebody and kind of they're asking me about what I, about something to do with cocktails and I've, I've had people say something like, oh, you, you make kind of fancy ones in like a martini glass type of thing. And I'm just, my initial, my first response is always like, I never Mm -hmm. put things in a martini glass uh, just because it's just such an impractical piece of glassware. I hate the balancing of it. I hate how it's very easy to spill. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm walking around and serving it on trays or anything like that, but it's just, I really, I don't, I don't even care for the way it looks that much. I'd much rather put it in a coupe. I right. mean, that's obviously the modern version yeah, of that. Yeah, and coupes just look classy as hell. So yeah. why would you not put something in a coupe? Exactly. For right. sure. So we're going to make it. And uh, side note, I even bought a little bottle of Absolute Vodka, which is certainly the first time I've purchased Absolute in 15 years. <laughs> yeah, it's it calls for Absolute because you want to be true to uh, the recipe. But right, we're doing I it can exactly. already tell you, yeah, you, can, you could substitute that out for another not plastic bottle vodka i'm sure mine's glass but yeah. i hear what you're saying right and uh you know side note i've mentioned it before but uh go with hanger one yeah that's well exactly but that's what i'm saying anybody could substitute it for a, probably a decent vodka that does not come in a plastic bottle yeah okay we made the first round of the official ones which again reminds me of the notes I forgot to say before. So we gave you the rundown of the ingredients, one of which was cranberry. And the most important thing about this drink is to get 100% cranberry juice. Right. Like, no ocean spray that already had that. Yeah. Or no cranberry juice that has any of the added sugar. Right. This is just pure cranberry. And that's the most important part of getting this drink right, which we will find out in three drinks. But for now, we have the right one. And uh, my lovely wife is also going to sample. Hi, so. Bijol. Hello. Hey. <laughs> this is yeah, a great color, that. by the way. Looks good. Yes. And then so um, B's going to drink from mine, and you two can start. So I got a couple more things to say. Give it a go. Cheers. And so my Clink. other complaint about this is when you make them, like the zesting is kind of messy, and it kind of sucks. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> the worst part. I mean, we talked earlier about the muddling, how that's kind of just a, it's not, I don't, I don't want to say it's a pain in the ass, but if you could skip it, you would. Yeah. Um, the zesting is the worst part for it me. Smells great. Just because, it, oh, it smells phenomenal. It'll like light up your kitchen or whatever, but it just, it gets all the strainer and then you definitely have to really rinse out the tin and the strainer and everything. It's just I don't like it. And the jalapeno, after a while, like the oils kind of build up in there. And then like your last ones are hot. Yep. And then, as I've stated before, I always end up touching my eye and crying the rest of the night. (laughs) So when we do rounds of these without muddling, I will be happy in knowing that I probably saved my fingers. So, B, what do you think of the first round? Excellent. Yes. Perfect bite. Perfect color. Love it. It has a really nice bite, and I know that can fluctuate uh, with the jalapeno because, you know, some are are spicier than others. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this one definitely, I think, has a little more kick than others. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's surprising because that was just one slice. That's why I asked you if you just use one slice because a lot of times I feel like one slice is not enough Mm -hmm. because I actually do like a little more bite. Right. Um, And so I'll add in a second and sometimes even a third depending on... Because I wouldn't want any more bite than 
what's here. But yeah, I don't no, like this them. is perfect. Um, and so yeah, this is this is a good amount of bite. But it's one of those ones when you take a sip, you feel it going down. It, yep. It's got that subtle, nice little burn to it. Right. Yeah, I usually don't like spicy drinks, but this one. Because mm-hmm. you can overdo it. Yeah, you can. And the one you brought. I said with a decent balance where you get the spice, but it's not like, well, I just burn my tongue. The vodka you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing we'll get into when we, when we try it, I guess, is the jalapeno has a, a flavor. I mean, all peppers have a certain flavor, so that flavor with this drink works really well. So messing around with the peppers, I think, will definitely change the drink. Um, mm-hmm. And I know, so a lot of times with the the vodkas or or whatever spirit you are looking for that are already infused with some type of flavor like you might not find the exact one because i feel like a lot of times you you see habanero used a lot with a vodka or with tinctures a lot Mm -hmm. so yeah b's here she uh obviously approves of this and uh i know if my wife were here she could not be here but Mm -hmm. uh she would definitely approve of this. I already know what she'll what she would say about the other ones too, because I tried making her tried doing a little bit of a shortcut at home with the other ones. You did she the was vodka. A, was that the shortcut? Yeah, I did the vodka with just the habanero vodka. Right. So I was really hoping that would work because one, you could get some consistency. Let's see. Like apparently, I picked randomly a decent jalapeno, but if yeah. you get like a weak one, right? You don't know until after the first drink, and then it's harder to dial it in. Mm-hmm. The other problem with not problem but downside to this drink is it's hard to batch. Like it yes. you have to really batch it. And it's right. one that I would that I would make for party a party, mm-hmm. you know, and having people over. But that's yeah. just it's a lot of work and I I wouldn't even think the ratios would have to change once you're getting into multipliers, you know, right. between how much zesting you really need to include and all that stuff. So Yeah, that would be a real pain. I mean you could kind of like I don't what what's the conveyor belt batch it like you'd have to have yeah. like separate sections but it wouldn't cut out as much time as you'd probably want so I guess you'd be stuck to the uh, two two drink batches that I usually do at a party yeah you you said that this one is not super labor intensive the more I'm talking the more I'm thinking about it it's a it's kind of a pain in the ass Agreed. it is a pain in the yeah. ass to make because <laughs> the labor it you is all in the making of the drink whereas other drinks you can do all the f- work up front you know you can infuse a bottle of you know rum if you were going to fat wash it or whatever say but you could do that all beforehand and then you just have it that you can use in drinks you know moving forward and you don't have to do that every time this every time you basically are having to muddle zest if you really want you know the exact recreation which you do kind of with this one because it's ridiculously good it's a good drink so yeah I don't know what the current Jade Bar menu looks like, but uh, this would probably be the one I would say if I were asked. I do not like making these Mm -hmm. all night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And if they don't say that, they're lying. Right. God, liars. Why can't you be honest? (laughs) I don't remember his name. I was going to reference it. I don't remember his name. (laughs) It was something Garcia. Yeah. Eddie. That's Beauty. an easy one to remember. Yeah, I know. It should have been should have been a lot easier than that. Why are you lying about this, Eddie? No. <laughs> uh, again, don't know if he still works there. So the first one was a success. As predicted. As predicted. I mean, obviously. And I meant to say this too when I was doing the rundown. Also, lemon juice freshly squeezed. Yeah, that's a, a given, but bears 
it's worth repeating. Right. Tonight, we have those little lemon-shaped bottles of, like, off-the-shelf thing. Like, literally just pulled it off the shelf. It was warm. So the preservatives in that bad boy is going to be not ideal. They always taste a little metallic to me anytime you use it. Look at you, tasting notes. I know. Micah hates tasting notes. Nailed and you it. really pulled the metal out of it. Right. <laughs> but when it comes to this freshly squeezed citrus, I will go tasting notes. And, <laughs> yeah, and that, that's where I was going with it because I've gotten to the point where I'm not going to make a drink that has citrus in it if I don't have the citrus on hand. I'm just, I'm going to skip the pre-bottled stuff. It is not great. I, so... Obviously, the preference is to have um, fresh squeezed citrus, but I do. It is not uncommon, I'll say, for me to have um, bottled citrus, but I try to get the good stuff, and I don't really know how to gauge that. Except for one, it tastes pretty close, and two, it costs a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like Which one it's is like it? yeah, three or four times as much. Uh, there's two of them. There is R.W. Knutson. Oh, okay. That one I always find to be Oh, that's true. Good. Okay. There's, because I went to the lowest common denominator with the plastic bottle. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go in the juice aisle, they do have the stuff in the glass jars, which yeah. is going to be a little more user-friendly. Right. Yeah. And like I said, this is not a great way to judge things. And I probably do it with more than just juice. But <laughs> I think people do this like it costs more. So you just assume, oh, well, this has got to be better. But I mean, right. obviously, I taste it. And I, I know that it, it's better than those plastic lemon squeezy bottle things, mm-hmm. which are like, what, a dollar or something like that, yeah. if that. Yeah, 89 cents. Yeah, 89 cents, exactly. <laughs> and a bottle of uh, of that, like a small bottle of of lemon juice or lime juice or something like that of the RW Knudsen brand, I think is like four or five dollars yeah it's it's more so i'm i gotta believe somebody's back there just squeezing right into those bottles right and (laughs) and shopping note that's also where you're going to find your real cranberry juice as well yep that's right which segues us into no no which one are you just going down the list yeah okay okay so we're i we got a list of three alternative ones this one is called the zero effort version of it so we're going to take away the muddling, we're going to take away the zesting, um, we're going to do pepper extract. And this kind of kicked off my original thought of how you could kind of cut corners or do like a drink hack if if we're trying to use some um, SEO buzzwords to get this <laughs> to the people. So I I went to Whole Foods and I have some, um, what is it? it cayenne. Cayenne extract. And I thought maybe you could do like a sleeve of this and it would still get that that spicy uh, hotness. So we're gonna we're gonna do the extract. We're gonna use orange peels. We're gonna keep the pith out of there. So it, we're we're gonna still try and do it right, but we're not gonna do the little zester with the microplane. Yeah, that that will be nice because it won't get in the strainer. But yeah, we'll see if it uh, really gets as much of the citrus flavor out of it. Yeah, and still real cranberry and a little controversial, still freshly squeezed because we're still talking about. I'm making this drink, so it in our household, it's still going to be <laughs> yeah. freshly squeezed lemon. Still, yeah, we're still in the Zoller household. We, yeah, here, so we, we got Dinger the bottles coming say, up. We're talking cocktails. Right, right? someone's got to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what? It 
we pick and choose because I also have preferred using the bottled simple syrup because ugh, <laughs> making simple syrup, I'm over that right now. So <laughs> uh, I don't know what they do at the Jade Bar. Uh, they're kind of high volume. Maybe they're making their own. Maybe they're not. But uh, so that's where I am cutting my own corner consistently. Yeah. All right. Well, let's mix up round number two here. All right. Give it a go. Okay, we are back, and uh, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. When I smelled the uh, pepper extract, this is not going to be good. No? It might not be horrible. Like, it's either you're barely going to taste it, but the taste was just not conducive to... Well, don't tell me before I taste it. Um, sorry. The drink smells fine. Sorry to, sorry to anchor your thoughts, but uh, proceed. Okay. On the On the nose, it definitely doesn't have the same like uh jalapeno yeah and the zest to too the same, oh same pepper the zest smell. is so good like because i did um just the peels of orange and you you don't I can still smell the orange yeah mm-hmm. b what do you think i think it's fine <laughs> <laughs> fine oh you know what it's not, it's not as bad as it's you not. are describing yeah it. if you had not said that i would not have right i, I would not have said well, that's just it's my bad, bad because it actually has the right amount of kick. Yeah. yeah. I tried scrubbing the tin, so I, I don't think it's residual. So, yeah, maybe if you randomly have pepper extract, give it a go. Cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper extract from Whole Foods. How much of that did you use? A, s- a, a half sleeve. Okay. After I smelled it, I did not think it was going to work, so I kind of backed off. You use a little bit more if you wanted more. Yeah, but I think it's kind of in there. Uh, like we were discussing without rolling that uh, it would take a little effort to dial it in properly and we're just going to kind of wing it. But I think it was pretty close. Mm-hmm. So I guess the biggest distinction would be I think it still has a little bit of the bite because it's a pepper. It just has a little bit of a different fl- or It doesn't really have much of a flavor, right. I would say. Yeah. So that's why I think it still kind of works, even though I we weren't expecting it to, right? Yeah. Like, it still kind of works because it still has the bite and the other things are still working all right. Right. Like, I think you still got enough of the citrus with the peel um, and then, you know, vodka, cranberry, lemon. So then I syrup. think our first zero effort cutting of the corners is a success. Yeah, count that. Put that in the you, wind column, my right. friend. Yeah, because I think like in my head, I was trying to figure out, should we rate it and what it would be like, should it be on a 10 scale, like one through five, how closely does it taste to the original? And then another one through five, how good is it? And compile a score that way, like combine it out of 10. Uh, But then it's just like uh, point system. Let's just drink it and see what happens. Well, you know, we'll go back to our multiplicity. Uh analogy that this one should be number two i think oh well i guess we'll see what the third number three and four taste like but because number two in the movie he was he was pretty close like he was very what was he He was very neat well i think i think two was the jerk oh you're right two was the jerk he was well he was a hard-working guy yeah two two was the guy who just wanted to go to work and have beer and be left alone so it's like uh not it is kind of, I think that is actually more apt that I think about it. It's like a different version of it. Yeah, it is a different version. But but yeah, I that one, I think that copy of the original Fiery Mandarin works. 
acceptable substitute. Yep. So if you happen to have the right things, you just want to be lazy about putting it together, Mm -hmm. you'd still kind of get a fiery Mandarin. And to, well, I was going to say, and to earlier point, you can, this this is a lot easier to batch. Yep. You know. A lot more controllable. Yep. Though, uh, warning, nobody buy extract and drink it. (laughs) I'm just trying to cover my ass because I don't know if... I mean, the purpose of it on the shelf is to ingest it. It has right. ingestion. I'm just saying, I'm not. I'm not telling you to do this. Whoa! What are you, some sort of lawyer <laughs> yeah. over there with the uh, legal counsel? What, yeah. Am I in the clear now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sign this form real. Because if someone does try and batch it and dumps the whole thing in there, and like, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know what the I use very little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say here. Science. Yeah. I used a very little. Yeah, that's uh definitely. I think that's the metric system. Yep. Little or a lot. Small, medium, large. <laughs> yeah. All, All right, right well, so you just want to keep moving down the list. Yeah, then? I feel pretty good about this one. Um so the next one I titled eh, close enough, which is now we're moving <laughs> on to uh, pepper-infused vodka. So we're taking out all the guesswork. We're just doing whatever comes out of that bottle. Yep. And this, we can talk about this actual vodka, right? This mm-hmm. is, it is Hanson of Sonoma vodka. And it's habanero. They use habanero peppers to to do infuse it. Yeah, most tend to go with the habanero. Yeah, which again is, uh, again, a different pepper. So it's a different flavor. But uh the intent is to hopefully still get the same bite, right? So we'll give that a go. Yep. What else? Is, what else is you doing different? On and this? so this is where it kind of takes a very weird turn. I'm trying to think of like, what if you just had a bunch of random crap, but you still just had a hankering, or someone had a hankering for a fiery mandarin? So we're doing the infused vodka, and instead of so we don't have any oranges, so we are going to take. A few dashes of real OJ. Oh, okay. And a dash of orange bitters. That's going to be mm. our zest substitute. All right. And then we're still going to do the real cranberry juice because, like I said, you're not going to drink it on your own. So if you buy a bottle of this, it's going to last so long because you're not just going to drink it for shits and giggles. You're, it's going to be in your fridge for a while. So I'm going on the premise. You made real fiery mandarins and then you saw that in the back of the shelf and you're like, I could go for another one of those. So you still got the real cranberry juice. We're going to the bottled, the plastic bottle, 89 cent lemon juice and still bottled simple syrup. So well, this one's going to be a lot of pulling whatever you got out of the fridge. Okay. Makes sense. All right. All right. Let's check it out. Do it. Micah is back, but you're back with uh, iteration number three here. Uh, yeah, this is number three, and this one is going to whoa, whoa, be... You're not going to ruin it again. Should I taste it before yes. you... Uh, okay. Smells different. So again, the recap. No zest, yep. but some orange juice and orange bitters. And uh, I could infused infused vodka, and then the gross oh, metallic. Yeah. The smell lemon definitely has a different smell. Yeah, that's definitely the habanero that is coming through on it. Yep. So you're losing all the real orange goodness that like really. Yep. Helps. B shaking her head. 
tastes like Tabasco. It does taste like Tabasco. Hmm. You know, I would not have placed that, but as soon as you said it, I yeah. now it just tastes like Tabasco to me. Be coming in strong with the tasting note. Yeah. She is going to take over your spot. Which is <laughs> which is funny because I despise Tabasco sauce. I don't like the, just it, the flavor. It's definitely that vodka, the habanero vodka. Yeah. Um, I maybe alluded to it earlier, but I did try making this this shortcut for, for Wit uh, a while back. Mm-hmm. And she had the same, I think she had the same reaction. I mean, I used mostly everything else, but instead of trying to do all the muddling and everything, I just used the habanero vodka and she didn't care for it nearly as much. She thought right. that it was just not great. I don't think she would, she would drink a lot of it. Yeah, maybe, I don't know if there's just like jalapeno infused vodka. I mean, I'm, I don't know. There's everything as we proved before you can have white cake vodka so (laughs) there's definitely jalapeno out there and so i think yeah maybe this is just going to be off because we're really altering the the flavor profile with the habanero like they chose jalapeno for a reason because it just works better for this and and now i'm getting nothing but tabasco and i don't like tabasco so i i don't like this version you know i did a quick search real quick just for jalapeno vodka yeah there's not a whole lot that comes back hmm. right off the top. I mean, there's a hot vodka. Don't know what the hell that's supposed to be. <laughs> that's the equivalent of berry vodka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Hot vodka. Uh, there is pepper vodka, but obviously that's super vague. I don't know what right. kind of pepper. Oh, and then after that, it oh, green chili vodka, which we've seen We've seen that before, but again, that's different. We know green chili is not going to taste like jalapeno. Right. And after that, it, there's a bunch of stuff about how to infuse and, yeah. vodka at home with jalapenos. So I'm kind yeah. of surprised that there's not a lot. So I would I would say this is not a win. No. I'm and I know for sure the one. next one isn't. Like, I don't, I don't even need to, like, contaminate the well on this one. Ugh. Because I just Tabasco. know. The next one's going to be garbage. So imagine this, but with ocean spray. <laughs> so everything's the same except for the cranberry. Uh, great segue. Thank you, B. <laughs> I. <laughs> so she said everything's the same except for the cranberry. We're going to do the infused vodka again. We're going to do the OJ and Dash of Bitters. Uh, the ocean spray, which is going to be the biggest one because... Um, hang on, let me... I want to make sure... No, I'll, I'll get it when when I come back because I want to read the ingredients because I'm almost sure cranberry is like the third ingredient listed on the bottle. Yeah, I was going to say it's aptly named. Yeah, I got nothing. Yep. Because this you're digging in the back of cupboards for this stuff right? Yeah. that you haven't seen in a while. Like I think if you only found these ingredients in your house, you just skip it. You'd say I'm going to come up with something else. I don't need a fiery mandarin after all. <laughs> yeah, I I would agree with that. All right, let's find but if out. If you really want to impose <laughs> this on us, we'll give it a go. And by us, I mean me and Beagle. I'm gonna say it might be better than this. <laughs> Beagle's going out on a limb and, and really <laughs> shitting on this. Uh, it's gonna be watery version. for sure. What do you think? This the the sweetness of that cranberry is gonna at least erase some of the Tabasco, Tabasco yeah. flavor. Could be. Oh, and it should be noted that I am using the same amount of ice and shaping, shaking for the same amount of time. So the I didn't see of, a timer out there. <laughs> I have like a metronome in my head. It's pretty <laughs> accurate. 
It's like as good as your sight. Yeah. I just in case anyone's thinking I'm I'm goosing the books on this by like watering down the ones I want to taste bad. I want them all to taste good. <laughs> I know they're not going to, but I'm giving them all a fighting chance. Yeah. Except for this last one because it's garbage. Garbage. <laughs> garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in our faces. Coming up next. Okay. All right, so the uh, I got nothing. Smells fruity. Yeah, it does smell very fruity. I mean, and, oh shoot, I forgot the uh, bottle. I will be back. Enjoy. Okay, and the uh, habanero, that that Tabasco flavor still still in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's like medicine and that, ugh, yeah, like, that's gross. All right. You forego the fiery mandarin if this is all you got in your cupboard because yeah. this shit sucks. It is bad. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad you said that because that was kind of the where, point. Yeah, we were getting that. You can you can stretch it. You can, you know, you can find a compromise and work around and really you know make it your own. But then at a certain point, if you don't have the right ingredients, just have something else to drink. Yeah. I'm going to try it too. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, the other ones uh the the changes made at the at the op outset. Yeah, medicine. We, yeah, we're we're bending mm-hmm. bending the rules a bit. This is like straight up breaking <laughs> breaking them. It's gross. It's But not... I mean tell me if I'm wrong. Isn't this one better than the previous one? It cuts the Tabasco a little bit. Maybe that's why, because I just really so don't like... if you are a Tabasco lover, you would like the one prior to this. I don't even know if anybody could hear, but if you... Bijo was saying, if you if you like Tabasco, you'll like the other one. If you don't right. like Tabasco, this the sugariness of the... the what, fake cranberry juice kind yeah. of masks it a little bit, but it's not great. I really feels like I'm drinking medicine and... Tabasco sauce. Right. So, and just a quick, uh, I'm going to circle back to the contents. This is 27% juice. Uh, so the ingredients are filtered water, cranberry juice, and in parentheses it says water, cranberry concentrate. So the first two ingredients could technically be water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, then sugar, acid, vegetable concentrate, and color. So, yeah. Don't pick up this. Even though it says original cranberry juice cocktail, they're lying to you. Don't use this in your cocktail. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you want a straight vodka cranberry. That's true. College style. Yeah. Which I don't. <laughs> yeah. Not interested. How are we gonna I'm gonna wrap this thing up? You should. How, how though? What did we learn? Think about it for a second. I go to the bathroom. Okay. You want to I jump would. on Woe's side? Yeah. You yeah. can't yeah. skim on. Uh... Oh yeah. Can tell you what yeah. Okay. Jump over. Jump. Jump over there. So, what did you learn from our little experiment here? What did I learn? Uh, that you can't skimp on uh, the ingredients that go into a cocktail. You got to use the the real stuff, the real citrus, real cranberry. Got to use that jalapeno. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Garbage in, garbage out. I think Jeffrey Morgenthaler said that in a video at some point. 
is probably said by many people, but it's a true saying. Yeah, it's definitely apt here. I've also learned. Uh, I now know what a good cocktail tastes like. Thank you. Just now, Thank, after well, everything I've made over the years. Well, when I met you, <laughs> I I didn't know what a cocktail, a true cocktail, was until I met you. Yeah. Um. Man, I had no idea mm-hmm. what went into making a good cocktail. I do, I do make a good uh, vodka sprite, though. Yeah, what's That's your secret? Vodka, uh-huh. lots of vodka. Wait, slow down. I gotta write this down. <laughs> <laughs> lots of vodka. Okay, got that. And some sprite. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's pretty much all in the title, then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One one drink and you want those. You want more of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I know. It sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. I'll put the recipe on the website. So if you want to check <laughs> us out, allwaysparch.com. Right. Back to woe. <laughs> yeah. Bye, B. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Never says that to me. That's not true. Hi, woe. Love you. <laughs> so she learned garbage in, garbage out. That's. Uh... She said something about not knowing true love until she met me. <laughs> It's a valuable lesson. <laughs> Nobody knows true love until they've met you. <laughs> that should be the takeaway from for every episode. Yep. <laughs> um, the takeaway is you got to go see Multiplicity because the number four, he's a far cry from number one. Right. Just like this this last iteration of the Fiery Mandarin. Yeah. And uh, like we said, there might be. I mean, it's a 90s movie. There's going to be some, like, cringeworthy, maybe. But, uh, come on, it's Michael Keaton times four. <laughs> no, this was, I think this was a, a worthwhile exercise because, like we said, it's you, you kind of, as a home bartender, want to know how far you can... Uh, how far you can bend a recipe before you break it because you just don't always have the ingredients on hand that that are that's available at a bar you might go to a cocktail bar where you know their their modifiers are endless and their house Mm. syrups you know sit on top of the bar or their bitters their house bitters you know they have 20 30 bottles and they're making it fresh all the time um you just don't even if you do it once it's you don't always want to do it again because you do it once and then you just don't go through it. Like say you make, for instance, a syrup specific to a cocktail. This one only called for simple syrup, but a lot of it does go to waste and you just don't want to always having to be making and going out, getting the ingredients, making it every yeah. time you want one particular drink. So, so again, that you just don't, you want to find out what you can work with to kind of get by sometimes um, as a home bartender. And obviously there is a line <laughs> and we crossed it tonight. Yeah. We're so far past it. I don't even see the damn line. So use quality ingredients when they're available as often as possible. But re- we realize that that is not always a possibility. Like that yeah. is not always a, a practical reality as a home bartender. Um, so you can, I think you can mess with it a little bit and you can find some substitutes for some things that might be more labor intensive, but, but you'll find a point where it just doesn't, it's too far gone from the original 
Yes. And, uh, you know, just move on. Just at, at that point in the night, if it were me, I call it, I call it and I pour myself two fingers of scotch. Yep. Maybe bourbon, depending on the feeling. All right. Well, I'd say that wraps up our shortcut episode. Um, yeah. And we're going to have all the uh, variations available. Not that you would want to try them. I encourage you to try your own. Yeah. For whatever cocktail. But uh, the the original, though. Yes. As we as we thoroughly discussed is is a really, really good drink. If you like a spicy drink, this is the drink to try, in my opinion. It's a really, really good spicy cocktail. Right. That's and, well balanced. And even though it's got some steps to it, it's it's not like it requires anything you can't handle. So if you yeah. want to make some for some friends, it is always a crowd pleaser. So I haven't met anyone who tasted it and said not for me. And if you want to check it out, uh, the recipe, we'll post it. We'll post it on the website, alwaysparched.com. We'll post it on the Instagram, at alwaysparched. This was a, another enlightening enlightening night with you, my friend. Yeah. I always learn something about GoBots <laughs> when I sit down with you. So. Yep. All right. Well, until next time, stay hydrated, friends. drinking every night shockingly enough <laughs> um and if we were it's for research so yeah get off my ass <laughs>